Hey Trojans, and welcome back to General Education. I'm your host, Kevin Gramling. On this episode, we're recapping the newly renamed Allison Felix Field and USG's latest measure drafted to increase funding transparency. After, we chat with our very own Jennifer Nearer about her recent profile. Hey, we get it. You had a busy week. That's why we've got you covered with all of this week's latest highlights. The first story I'll be recapping is by Daily Trojan staffer Adam Sukup about USC's newly renamed Allison Felix Field. Faculty, staff, and students came together on Monday to celebrate the renaming of the track stadium after Allison Felix. Allison accepted a commemorative plaque at the celebration. In her speech, she touched on her Christian faith and her family as sources of inspiration, crediting her accomplishments to the many people who contributed to her life. Renaming the track not only honors Allison's contributions to the university and her athletic activism, but also works to distance the field from its previous namesake, former track and field coach Dean Cronwell, a public proponent of anti-Semitic views. Closing her speech, Allison told her daughter that she will never stop fighting to make the world a better place for her to grow up in. Our next story is by Matteo Villalba Mutis about USG's measure to address funding transparency. USG's lack of funding transparency has consistently been a source of frustration among registered student organizations. At a Senate meeting Tuesday night, USG tackled this topic head-on, drafting a bill to increase funding transparency. The pressure to pass this bill by the end of the school year is felt by the senators. To them, funding transparency is a matter of USG's integrity as an administration. The measure is thorough, demanding clarity in USG's funding decisions, Other proposed ideas include clearing up funding request timelines. Reasons for funding rejections would also be added, and clearer guidelines for funding applications. Joining us today for our two-way interview is assistant news editor Jennifer Neurer. Jennifer's profile was for our Queer Day of Silence edition. The story centers on USC Hillel's queer rabbinic intern, Miriam Hoffman, whose authenticity and openness about her intersectional identity inspires those around her. Hello, Jennifer. Welcome back. You have become a general education veteran. This is your third time here, right? Yeah. Whoa. Thank you guys for having me. First of all, Miriam Hoffman, who you did the story on, sounds like such a lovely person. How did you come upon her? How did you decide you wanted to tell her story? So, um, admittedly, this was the the what first had me on the story was that uh, it was in you know the the pitch sheet that news writers could take from. But I knew that I wanted this story in particular out of the the options I had uh, because I, I've met Miriam a few times personally. Um, I wanted to participate in the Day of Silence supplement. I myself am queer. Uh, I'm also Jewish, so I have that connection to Hillel. I've been to Hillel many times. Um, as I said, I've, I've met and interacted with Miriam herself before. She is, as you said, a wonderful person. Um, and so I knew that if, if this story was being offered up as one to tell, I wanted to be the one to tell it and, you know, have another chance to interact with Miriam and, and uh, speak on this story and, and, and tell her story because I have such a close connection to it. Yeah, and I feel like the close connection really comes through in the story. So have you done a profile style article before? How is approaching a profile different from a typical news story? This is actually my first, this is my first profile in a collegiate newspaper. When I was in high school, um, I was on my school's paper for my junior and senior years. And during my 
I believe senior year exclusively, I did a, fr a few profiles on some new teachers that we had hired. Um, I still felt like this one was very different. Um, I the the new teacher profiles were kind of very 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 basic news stories uh, where I just asked them, "Who are you? Where are you from? What are you teaching?" Um, and I felt they were very those were very similar to a kind of standard news format story. Um, what made this different is instead of just asking, who are you, where are you from, what do you do here, I was asking for someone's life story, and I was asking right. for what made their job meaningful to them and, and stuff that you wouldn't find in a standard news piece. Uh, while we do have kind of why this matters type paragraphs in a standard news story uh, that usually takes up uh, a smaller portion of it because we tend to avoid editorializing as is common practice for news in this uh, profile. I wasn't editorializing per se, but mm -hmm. there was more of a why does this matter throughout the entire story and uh, because I was, I was speaking on something that was so personal or because I was conveying something that was so personal. Um, and actually, I mean, I, I went into this having basically no idea how to write a profile. I, I think I bothered my yeah. editors a little too much <laughs> with, oh no, what's the word count? You know, how do I, how do I make this flow? But I, I think I ended up figuring it out in the end. That is so insightful, seriously. So leading straight into this, this is perfect. To you, why does this matter? What do you hope people will take away from the story? Why is it important for people to know about Miriam Hoffman? Well, I, I think that... Um, what Miriam touched on during her interview, the, the fact that or the intersection of her queer and Jewish identities was especially important. I mean, the entire Queer Day of Silence supplement features very important stories just because it's important to spotlight members of the queer community and of just the USC community in general that aren't necessarily getting as much attention um, on any given day. But stories that feature intersectional identities are yes. even more important because they make they 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 feature that overlap where as as Miriam commented some religious texts can often be very difficult right. for members of the queer community for various reasons and something that is so important to feeling comfortable in both Jewish and queer spaces is feeling comfortable with those texts and working with them and um working them out for yourself. I mean, as as a Jewish and queer person, I, I can comment on this. A lot of mm -hmm. Judaism is just working with texts and rationalizing with texts and exploring the 15 different opinions by 15 different, you know, scholars and rabbis that have come with those texts and making a space for yourself within Judaism that is comfortable and that is accepting of every part of who you are. One of Miriam's friends, Ariella Moel, described one of her positive interactions with Miriam. Miriam has been such an open book when it comes to hello and um, an open book when it comes to my Jewish questions. More specifically, I, I had stayed, I remember one specific time where I had stayed after the Jewish Learning Fellowship, just talking 30 minutes with her about um, my idea, my conception of God. And for reference, I am agnostic. So for me, that was a really enlightening conversation because as you know, she's an academic intern um, and 
of course, she's quite religious. And uh, for me, I'm not very religious, but I'm always very open to hearing ideas about how religion impacts daily life. And for me, that was just a very insightful conversation that opened up my eyes to what it means to really be Jewish, what it means to believe in a God, and what it means to believe in a higher power in general. I really got this impression that Miriam has found such a healthy relationship to religion, and that just makes this story so important to tell. So, this is a shorter question, but I'm sure Miriam has plenty of friends who admire her to choose from. How did you end up deciding to interview the friend that you did interview, Ariella Moel? So, I, I know quite a few kids who are in Hillel or who participate in Hillel. Um, and Ariella is uh, both uh, you know, a friend of Miriam's and a friend of mine. I know that she in particular is very, very involved with Hillel and has done a number of, frankly, very impressive things with Hillel and on her own. And I thought that hearing about Miriam's impact, and actually I went into the interview not knowing, I, I set up the interview um, knowing that she had interacted with Miriam, but not necessarily to what extent. Mm-hmm. And I, I wanted to see, you know, how someone like Miriam had influenced someone who has done so much with their time at Hillel. And the interview ended up working out uh, beautifully because, as uh, as Ari said, Miriam has been such, such a huge part of her freshman Hillel experience, um, which she is able to have done so much with. Awesome. Yeah. So we kind of touched on this with this being the, um, the one of your first profiles. And there's also the aspect of this being a story that is so close to home. Did you learn anything working on this piece? Were there any challenges or surprises along the way? Well, there was the initial challenge of just, you know, uh, learning quickly how to write the mm-hmm. profile piece. I guess what I what I learned is more so just what I learned about Miriam. I mean, yeah. I knew... A bit about who she was from the few times that I'd, I'd interacted with her at Hillel, uh, but I didn't know her full life story. I mean, I don't go kind of casually perusing the the about us section of the Hillel website. Um, maybe I should do that more often, but you know, I, I learned so much talking with her and talking with the the people who you know have interacted with her, like Ari and Dave Kahn, um, and and I just learned so much about. Miriam herself that I don't think I would have learned in just a casual conversation with her. And that was that was really enlightening to hear about. Well, those are all the questions we had. Thank you for coming in, Jennifer. Thank you for having me. That was Jennifer Neurer, an assistant news editor here at The Daily Trojan. Now, here is Miriam Hoffman talking about what gives her life meaning. I, in my own ways, find meaning in Judaism as a queer person, and I really just want anybody, queer or otherwise, to find their meaning in, in Judaism, and I hope that I can be a resource for people. Um, that is that is my only goal in life, is to like help people find their path into Judaism, and I really want to be somebody who um, brings people back in and says, like, actually, this is for you. This is yours, and you can own this in the way that you need to, because it is yours. As a Jew, you get this. Um, and it doesn't have to be something that is hard or hurtful. And it should be beautiful. And how can you make that happen? This week's episode of General Education was hosted by Kevin Gramling, written by Kevin Gramling, Isabella Zhang, 
Benjamin Papp and Norissa Ramirez. Edited by Grace Ingram and Kevin Gramling. Produced by Grace Ingram and Christina Scarbel. General Education is one of three shows on the Daily Trojan Podcast Network. You can find more episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts, as well as our website, dailytrojan.com. Visit the episode description for our links and more information.